Welcome to Dee's Good News LLC, where I share the good news about Jesus Christ and you breathe in the good news. Before every podcast, I ask Jesus, how can we suffer for you and what would you like your kinsmen to know? And on this channel, we start with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray your church doesn't harden of faith or discernment, and if so, you guide them to your truth. For your hand will guide them and your strength will support them. I pray they seek you and gain wisdom in your will, Lord, so they can instruct and prepare your children before the second coming of Christ. I pray you strengthen your church and your followers so we yield from sensation and you rescue us from the evil one, his minions, and the spirit of the Antichrist. I pray that the churches who subdue to sin seek redemption in Jesus' name and follow the righteous path with you again, O Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In this audio, Jesus would love for all his children to grasp the truth that he exists, loves us dearly, and needs us all to know about the great act of mercy that will be shown to humanity before his return. The warning talked about in the book of truth is a gift from Jesus. He doesn't just want to cast judgment on his children knowing a lot of us wouldn't make it. His goal is for everybody to make it to heaven. And when he comes during his second coming, he wants to pick us all up to meet him in the clouds, like stated in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17, and not leave anybody behind. Is his goal perfect? Yes. Will it be hard to accomplish? Yes. Why? In the book of truth, Jesus mentions how we are basically living in the same times he was living in. Now, what does that mean? It means the same non-believers who lived during his days on earth aren't alive right now, but that doesn't mean those same types of people aren't alive right now in our day. Out of his compassion for everybody in the world, sinners, lukewarm believers, atheists and all, he's given us a final chance to live our life in the way we are meant to, and that's with our hearts open to Jesus. The warning is not judgment day, but it's a glimpse of what it'll look like. The sky will turn red. There will be a large cross in the sky for all the world to see. Two comets will collide in the sky. Our sins will be shown to us. Everyone will see the state of their souls before God. And many will die of shock this day from seeing their sins. But you, listening to this podcast, will have already repented, asked for forgiveness, and will also be sharing the good news and praying for your brothers and sisters in sin. I went to church a few weeks ago and pastor said there's a tendency to forget instructions during turbulence. I have to say, family, if you listen to this audio and believe I'm speaking nonsense, I'll still pray for you. But once this event occurs, please don't forget these words, this book, and share it immediately after the event so our family doesn't get deceived and so we can all pray and wait for Jesus to get us. It'll be a spectacular day for believers and all who prepare for the warning, and it'll be possible to live a new life after the warning, since we'll know that Jesus is real. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Allow me to tell you a few ways the enemy works. First off, you don't believe me, and that's okay. I was just like you in the beginning. I would read the book of truth, feel like it was Jesus, but I didn't know how to discern if it was him or not. So I stopped reading, but I always come back because he speak about my disbelief in the book, along with so many other truths and events that's happened in the world. I suggest you pray for discernment, and I'll add a prayer for that in the description. Because once the Lord confirms the legitimacy of this book to you, 
you have little time to cleanse your souls and prepare for the global events ahead. A few other ways the evil one works is through people, meaningless worldly possessions, activities, and wealth. The invisible voice you can't hear but feel that lurks behind every single act of selfish ambition you have, greed, love of self, urge to seek more fun, thrill, and excitement comes from the evil one. These strong desires are designed to help us seek constant self-gratification that's not of God. The temptations he puts our way, like possessions, beauty, talent, and money, makes you feel complete, but it's a false sense of euphoria that's not from the Lord above. In chapter 171, Jesus mentions that money and too much of it corrupts the soul, and we know that the love of money is the rule of all evil, so if you're removed of your peace due to financial burdens, it's some other playing a part, and it's not God. In due time, food will become more important than having an excessive amount of fun during this purification process Jesus mentions that will surely take place quickly in the world. For whatever reason you become naked of worldly possessions, then you can truly let Jesus in your heart. You'll become whole again with Christ and ready to accept the truth. Jesus states in Matthew chapter 18, verse 3 through 7, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. What's the difference between children and us as adults? Children are happy with what they have, and they have a sense of imagination. Children don't get greedy and have an artful, innocent conscience. We once had it too, but the world made us who we are. But always remember, as children of the Most High, we are not of this world. So when Jesus drops down, he'll bring us to our rightful home. Tap in with your inner child, the Bible, and know that heaven is for real. Here's a message for those who are wealthy. Jesus doesn't condemn you because you're rich. Living comfortably doesn't mean you're walking the right path with God, though. It's not your wealth, luxurious, or comfortable life that's sin. It's when your obsession of your luxurious life and richly desires supersede your own faith in God and the well-being of others when you have more than enough to give back and help people out. Because you have been blessed with this type of lifestyle, you have a responsibility to share and look after those less fortunate than you and your family. Look into charities. Give out Bibles before they become banned in chapter 498, like Jesus says, soon to come. Support a local business that will feel blessed after receiving a donation, not looking to get anything in return. Do it out of the kindness of your heart. And if you feel the tug at your heart because you're wealthy and haven't freely blessed anybody before, email me and I'll send you some charities that I've looked into. Or if you want to sow into the ministries, I vow to send half to a charity of my choice because I'm still new to accepting money for spreading the word. I do it to get this book out. Remember, family, follow and talk to Jesus. He loves you. Ask him for his mercy and remember that only you go to heaven, not anything you own, you. Know that life on earth is just a passage in time and the joy on earth can't even be compared to joy in heaven. Don't live your life here like it's the only part of the cycle of your existence. Real life is with Jesus in paradise. Turn your back to sin. Repent. Bring prayer back into your life. And if you never had a prayer life, start one. The crusade prayers mentioned in the book of truth are good to say. Matthew chapter 6 verse 9 through 13 is lovely. 
but Jesus would rather you just communicate with him like you speak to a friend. No need for scripted prayers all the time. That's all on today's podcast. I pray this has opened your heart to accept and receive Jesus in your life. He stands at the door and knocks, and now it's your time to let him in. Read the Book of Truth, family. Share the good news, and we'll chat later. It's Z.